Hi, I'm Amanda Pashuko. This is She Love. Hello, it's Davida. I'm Gina Lovato. Hey, it's Anna Dunn. I'm Caitlin Bailey. This is Melissa Novak. It's Sean Jacobson. Hey, it's Bethany Nicole. Welcome to Sex Party. And welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. <laughs> Sex Party with your host, Dustin Ripka. And welcome to Sex Party. I'm your host, Dustin Ribka. And with me this week is one of the most requested guests. You guys wanted to make a comeback. Her name is Lola Ritchie. She's a somatic sexologist and a Lux Liberation artist. Lola is going to teach us all how to have mind-blowing, earthquaking, multiverse-shattering orgasms Instead of like, you know, the little genital sneeze, as she called it, uh, we also talk about anal. Uh, Lola talks about being fingered at the beach and being walked around, you know, on some sort of leash or something. Uh, we also talk about sex magic. It's a lot. I don't want to keep you from it. It's a spicy episode. It's a valuable episode. So please enjoy my conversation with Lola Ritchie. This week's conversation. Lola Richie, welcome back to Sex Party. It's uh it's always a good day when I can say welcome back, especially to you. Um we had an incredible episode uh just uh, about a year ago. I don't know. We talked about this, but but yeah, welcome back. How are you doing? Mm, thank you. Yeah, I'm so fucking well. Life is peachy at the moment. Thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much Would you for like having to tell me. Them a, uh, <laughs> I yeah, just already know where you're going. Would you like to tell them about your day today? <laughs> yeah, let, let's dive straight in, of course. So woke up this morning at probably like I don't know, six six AM and you know, have quite a free day today besides this pod- podcast interview. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take my time to have a slow morning came down to my altar and was just doing some journaling, like naked, enjoying the beautiful trees around me. And at about 7 a.m., I hear someone's car driving up my driveway. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I realized that it's, it's my partner, Keegan. He's showing up at my house unexpectedly. And I opened the door. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here to take you out for breakfast. And so that was really lovely. I <laughs> I got dressed and he took me out and went to this really beautiful cafe that sits on the beach nearby us. And it's some really beautiful, deep conversations. We both cried. We were both super cracked open. I was like, let's go put our, our feet in the sand. And so we walked across and he's like, come, come sit down right here. And he like positioned me like he, like, so I could lean back into him and he could just hold me. And he's like kissing my neck and he's slow. We're, we're in broad daylight. This is a very public beach. <laughs> and he slowly brings his hand. Like I don't wear any underwear ever. And I'm wearing a very like flowy open dress. And so inevitably his hands start to creep down and make their way to my pussy. And just, he's just taking his time. Just like, again, out in broad daylight, I'm quite an exhibitionist. So I was just really getting off on this and he starts yeah playing with my pussy fingering me on the beach and I'm just like what the fuck like this is delicious and crazy and what are you doing and oh my god keep going and that was super orgasmic and then <laughs> he dropped me home and now here we are <laughs> so that was my morning wow okay okay yeah no that's awesome um so, okay, for the people who don't know who you are, I have no idea. Maybe they um, <clears throat> they just came out of a coma and they never saw the first episode. Um, we we're going to come back to the story. But for the people who don't know who you are, can you take a beat, take a moment, take as long as you want, right? And talk about who you are and what it is that you do. So that, that way that story will make sense. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So my name is Lola obviously. And I am a somatic sexologist. I'm a body priestess. I'm a luxury liberation artist. And I'm really here particularly for the women, women in business, women in entrepreneurship, in leadership, 
really supporting them to experience their deepest embodied liberation and experiencing crazy wild wealth and not just in in money, but wealth in deep, juicy, hot, passionate sex and wealth in deep, sacred union and beautiful, intimate love and feeling deeply connected to their feminine power, to their magnetism, feeling connected to who they are like at their core as a woman, feeling connected to the divine, super connected to the people around them so that they can live a life feeling fully fucking alive where it's just everything is overflowing with abundance and pleasure and deliciousness and juiciness where like all the magic is in the body, you know? So I, a lot of my work or all of my work really is working with the body, working with somatics, working with sexual liberation, working with tantra, meditation, breath work, all the things, working with the magic of the body so that you can feel fully fucking ecstatic in your life. That's what I do. Yeah, no, I mean, what a, what an incredible uh, reintroduction, right? I think that was better than the, the first time you introduced yourself on the show. So, uh, you know, round of applause there. Um, that all sounds amazing. Um, what, okay. So what was for breakfast? And when you went to the beach and got fingered, right? I mean, I I feel like the beach is a great place to really like get it on. Like you said, like really go for it, but sand is a thing, right? So talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what we had for breakfast was a really beautiful, uh, well, we had some, some lattes and some organic beautiful, wholesome deliciousness. But with the sand, I mean, you know, I was kind of like sitting, (laughs) like have a very long dress. My dress is long. And so that kind of, I'm sitting on the dress and it has this, these two beautiful big splits. And so it was actually quite convenient, like away from the sand and kind of just like in a position where it's quite inconspicuous what we're doing, but also in a lot of pleasure, like it's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's, and you're, see, you're a professional, so you would make those kind of moves. You would wear those kind of things. And that's why you're here, right? To, to give some tips like that. I think that's really, really important. (laughs) Um, so, okay. (laughs) You, um, if you, if you, if you like take the heartbeat of where sex relationships are, just like in a general sense, I know it's different. And in, in case anyone can hear like the buzzing in the background is because Lola is of course, like in some James Bond mansion in the jungle. And those are like some, some cicadas that are buzzing. So that's the kind <laughs> of life this woman leads. Um, and, 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 you know, and it's going to be that kind of episode. If you saw her last time, we're going to double down. Right. But if if you could take the, <laughs> the heartbeat of like where sex uh, relationships are now like worldwide. And I know we don't, I mean, let's, we're just going to generalize for a second. I hate to generalize, but here we go. Um, what's wrong with it, right? There's so much, but the way that you described what you do, I think is all things that, that can inject some life and like less shame into that. So how do you go about doing that? Mm, mm, that's such a big question. And I feel we live in a world that is so disconnected from our bodies, right? We live in a world that lives very much up in the Mm -hmm. mind, in the head. It's a very masculine-driven world. It's very focused on getting to the goal, having the orgasm, like how fast can we get there? How many orgasms can we have? And we're really missing this this deeper connection to the the fullness of sensation and aliveness that's actually available to us in our bodies and not just in the context of pleasure but also deep intimacy and love and joy and ecstasy like our our bodies are neurologically wired for ecstasy and yet a large majority of the population feel like they don't have access to this. They don't realize that they have access to this and they're not living in that reality of, of feeling this energy pulsating through their systems because there's this disconnect from the neck down, right? And I'd say majority of that is, well, two things, well, three things. There's that piece on, you know, living in a very masculine world. Uh, there's also, you know, a lot of trauma 
held in our bodies. And so descending down into our bodies can actually be quite overwhelming if we don't have the resources to feel safe in our bodies, to feel safe in intimacy, to feel safe in opening our hearts to really deep vulnerability and intimacy. And the third piece, mm-hmm. what was it? It's lost me. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like we, we well, live in this world where, yeah, it probably will. We live in a world where our bodies are seen as like these machines and we... This is why I'm so passionate about bringing a more spiritual, holistic, divine understanding into our bodies because there's so much magic that exists in our bodies that is so beyond what we can understand through the lens of of science. And don't get me wrong, I am a nerd for science, I'm a nerd for psychology, but I'm also a nerd for the magic and the mystery. And so when we can bring more of that magic, bring more of that curiosity into our bodies, I really feel that's where we can begin to to open in in our bodies, in our nervous systems, in our hearts and in our sex and open to not just pleasure and love, but to to spirit and the divine if you're into that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love... I love that you use words like uh, spiritual and divine and and all of these things, and yet you don't push like any sort of like agenda or like any sort of like oh you need to do this. It's almost like you have figured out these abilities that are like sexual and horny and orgasmic and whatever, and you're just like hey I'll teach you. You can use it in and an whatever belief system you have, it's available. So I love that. And it kind of leads me to this question um, that I'm just pondering, like, were you always this horny? Were you always this like, uh, like, have you always been into like sex and sexual healing and sexual wellness? Or is it something that like, it increased as you learn more, like take me from like when you started on this journey to now, like how much more empowered, how much more uh, horniness is happening. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you said, you know, don't count the orgasms, but I'm sure there's a lot more now than there was like, give me sort of a, a spectrum. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been it's been a journey. It's been a fucking journey. And I I have always been someone who has been very curious about sex, like always super 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 curious. And there even came a point in my journey where I was quite hypersexual, where I was like over expressive mm. and <clears throat> really my sexual energy was leaking all over the place and I was I was giving my body to men in this attempt to seek love and, and validation from them. But even though I was hypersexual, I wasn't actually feeling much. I was actually quite still disconnected from my body and I went through a very long time of a lot of numbness and depression and anxiety and a lot of hypervigilance inside my body. And, you know, my nervous system was holding onto a lot of trauma, a lot of pain and wounds around the masculine in particular. And so it wasn't until I was 19 when I had my first spiritual awakening where I was practicing yoga and meditation every day and starting to dip my toes into some breath work. And I began to realize just how sacred and divine our sexuality and our sexual energy really is. And I started to wake up to the sheer power of our sexual energy and how you can expand the pleasure in your body beyond just a fast, like unfulfilling genital sneeze into full body orgasms that crack you open to God. And you're like, (laughs) what the fuck? I feel like I've just cracked a code in the universe through this orgasm, you know? And I started to have these experiences where I'd just be lying down in meditation on the floor and I'd be having these full body orgasms without even touching myself. And so this came on quite quickly 
Having said that, I'd been practicing meditation for a while, but, you know, just very simple, like 10-minute meditations here and there. But when I really started to dive deep, this was like five years ago now, that's when everything shifted. And I feel like that the path of Tantra and sacred sexuality really found me. And at the time, I was a, a student at uni. I was studying health science and naturopathy and nutritional and dietetic medicine. Um, so I have like this, this very scientific background in understanding the human body. And then I became really curious, you know, having like this understanding, this newfound understanding of how the body holds onto trauma. I was like, oh, fuck. Like I'm starting to see how everything that I've done in the past, all of the thoughts, feelings, and beliefs about myself and, you know, how I just showed up in the world was such a reflection of my pain and all of this numbness and the depression. I was like, I want to heal from that. And these practices that I'm experimenting with, they feel like they're working. And so I want to play with that. Right. And so I went deep down that rabbit hole and studied all the sacred sexuality and the Tantra and the somatic healing and along that journey have come into such a deep, beautiful connection with my body, a deep self-love, a deep respect for myself, a deep honoring of my sexual energy and who I share my energy with and how I show up in the world. Mm. And it's like pleasure and ecstasy and love and joy feel so much more accessible to me, like infinitely more accessible to me than they ever did even just five or six years ago and it's fucking wild to me <laughs> no i think that's uh i think that's beautiful i think that's gorgeous and i think you know you i'm tempted to, to title the episode genital sneeze now <laughs> because you <laughs> <laughs> it's a great analogy right it, no it really is and i think <clears throat> a couple different things that i'm going to ask you one i think People don't believe that if they go down the path that you went down, right, whether or not they're spiritual or religious or whatever, it doesn't matter. But I think that people think they have to have one or the other. I think they feel like if you practice Tantra, if you do the breath work, if you meditate, then all of a sudden your sex becomes this um, – this sort of spiritual long, it takes seven hours, like whatever. I, I don't think they realize that you can have like the, the porno horny, like do me from behind. Like we only have 30 minutes till dinner, but you can also have like the access to what you're talking about. So will you please set these fuckers straight it's for strange. once? Cause I, yeah, set them straight, <laughs> Lola. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. And, and this is such a, a, a big thing that I'm all about is like this, this range in life. Like, how can you go from being this, this tantrika that, yeah, is having like seven hour long orgasms to like, now I'm a fucking kinky sub and you have me <laughs> in on a collar and leash and you're, you know, pulling me around the bedroom. And that gets to be just as beautiful and just as sacred and divine as it is kinky. And I really believe that when you can allow yourself to play with all of these different archetypes and energies and, uh, just like explore that full range of your sexuality as a sexual being, whether that's, yeah, in the kink or the BDSM or the tantra and the sacred sexuality or the primal aspects of your sexuality or the softer, more sensual aspects of your sexuality. You know, there's so many different blueprints that we can have within us that really turn us on. And when you can play with that full range, I really believe that your sex life becomes so much more dynamic. It becomes so much more alive and rich and fun and playful. And you don't need to just have like sex one way or the other. Like I'm definitely not someone to be like, Tantra is the way and it's the only way. Like, and I mean, like classical Tantra sexuality is only such a microscopic portion of what Tantra is really all about. But 
what Tantra is really about is, is balancing your inner energies just as you do in yoga. Yoga comes from Tantra and using that to connect to the divine, to connect to enlightenment. And so, you know, there can be real beautiful magic in learning how to channel your sexual energy into these higher states of consciousness. And I'm all about that. But that's just like one picture of what sexuality can look like, as is, you know, getting pulled around with a collar and leash. And it can be so much fun in exploring it all. Right. And like, why wouldn't you want to have all the channels, right? Why wouldn't you want to have the, the express, uh, package, the, the supreme package, right? And so that's, that's what I feel like people think they have to have one or the other. And that's just like not, it's just not the way it is, especially here in America. <clears throat> if you guys can't tell, Lola is Australian. Uh, so, so, so yeah, but, but like in America, we are like, Hey, th- why is this taking so long? Like, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with women um, that turned me off because, you know, I- I'm someone who just has like the opposite problem of most men. Like, I just have a lot of stamina in me. There's a lot of gas in the engine. So it's like, I want to take my time, want to whatever. And I used to have these conversations with women and they're like, listen, I, I can give you, I can give you 20 minutes, but like, I can't go longer than that. And there's like this whole school of thought. And I see it all, all the time on, on Instagram. There used to be a segment <clears throat> that, uh, this one creator used to do. And she used to ask like, what's the perfect length of time to have sex. Right. And in her answer, the one asking the question, she knows she'd get an answer. Oh, an hour or two hours. She'd be like, I just can't, I can't go for longer than seven minutes. It's gotta be seven minutes. And I was like, man, like that is so bullshit. I, I mean, I get it. It's people's opinion, but I mean, you can sound off on that if you would, cause I would love some backup. Yeah. There's so much I could say about that. I mean, what, what I'm hearing when a woman tells me, or if, you know, this woman, for example, who can only handle seven minutes of sex, that tells me that she's a woman who's disconnected from her body. And for her, sex probably feels like a chore, or perhaps it even feels unsafe for her, like she's unable or unwilling or doesn't even know how to access states of full openness and surrender and pleasure inside of her body. Because if a woman like feel safe inside of her body and she feels safe with her partner and she's connected to the sensations inside of her, then she's going to want to really relish in that pleasure. But if sex feels again, like a chore or it's painful or it's numb She's like, just get it over and done with. I'm not really enjoying this. She's like stuck in her head with insecurities. And like, you know, sex is more about the man's pleasure than it is for her, Mm. which, you know, is a big piece of this modern day sexual world that we live in. Porn Mm -hmm. really perpetuates that because it's such a hyper focus on the masculine pleasure. And we definitely have this beautiful, you know, feminine liberation movement where, uh, men are really starting to, I think a lot of men nowadays really appreciate and, and want to learn about a woman's body and her pleasure. But there's still this disconnect where it's, uh, yeah, hyper-focus around the cock and the, the, the ejaculation and getting to that as soon as possible. And so if a woman is stuck in this very one-dimensional experience of sex where that's all it's about and she's not actually feeling like she's numb or she's checking out she's dissociating which is a trauma response then of course she's not going to want it to go for longer than seven minutes fuck that that's that's (laughs) traumatic it's painful it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think i think you're right on on all of it of course um and i think a lot of that resonates with 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 people out there the thing is i i think I'll take it a step further. I don't think people even realize that that's the issue. I just think they're like stuck in this mindset of I'm just not into sex. Uh, I better go clock in early at work or I'm going to get fired. I'll have McDonald's for lunch and I'll binge watch friends until I die at 58. That's what that's what I feel like most people are are sort of stuck in that, right? So let's say a woman or a man, we don't care. Like let's say someone comes to you and they're like, Lola, I don't think I like sex. I haven't, whatever. Uh, I, n- I never orgasm. 
I, I, I got the timer set on 10 minutes, like whatever. What would be the first thing that you would have them do? Mm. I would teach them to learn how to actually feel the sensations in their body. And more often than not, that's going to require the feeling of perhaps a lot of uncomfortable sensations at first, like actually learning to feel your sadness or your rage or your grief or to feel like physical pain or tension or contraction inside of your body. Because if you have a nervous system that has a lot of frozen trauma, then you need to thaw that out before you can actually feel the full flow of energy through your system. I'd also want to be looking at like, okay, well, why specifically for you do you not enjoy sex? Like, what is it about sex that you don't enjoy? You know, is it, is it the fact that perhaps it feels too intimate? Like, it feels too close. Like, I fuck that. Like, no, let's just get this over and done with. It's just sexy, but there's no emotional connection. <laughs> emotional connection can feel really uncomfortable for some people. So there are so many layers. So I'd want to bring more awareness to why it feels so uncomfortable or why they're not having an orgasm, why they have that shutdown inside of the system, like where that comes from. But even besides any of that story, really just beginning the basics of tuning inwards into the body and bringing awareness to this inner landscape. Because again, we live in this world that is so analytical, so logical, so rational, so in the mind, all about the story, the social control, you know, all the stories that we have around sex and intimacy and relationships. But those stories also live inside the body. They live inside our nervous system. And so when we can tune inwards, we can actually feel what's there and then work with that to shift it, to understand it and to actually come into energetic alignment with the sex that we want to have because more often than not if someone says that you know they don't like sex and they're like no that's just who I am like I just don't enjoy sex it's like well you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. and you have no fucking idea the world of pleasure and ecstasy and divine union that is available to you if you choose to walk that path like it will just Blow your fucking mind. And if you choose to go down that path and you do the work to experience that within yourself, you'll be like, why the fuck did I not walk this path sooner? No, like that's, that's amazing. Another, yeah, no, I'm another amazing answer. Um, and I think, you know, again, people, people do, do this like, well, it's not for me. Right. And so that's why here on sex party it is for you that's why you're listening to this or you're watching this it's why lola's here um where does like the the meditation and the breath work and, and those things like come in because i think people are like warming up to those ideas um but also like at the same time you know, some, some fucker in Ohio and I can talk shit about Ohio cause I'm from Ohio. Um, it's like, Oh, that's just some woo woo witchy shit. Right. And so, um, how do we get past that? How do we push past that? So everybody can start coming all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really great question. I mean, I think it, it really starts by like, if, if that's how someone feels like put your ego aside and and give it a try you know because meditation and breath work these are ancient technologies and they have stood like the test of time for a reason we are here like innovating these technologies for a reason because they are powerful and they really bring us closer to the aliveness of what life is really all about if you ask me and so like meditation is really just about bringing like awareness and presence into your life. And when you're more present with your life, with, with your body, with your partner, with your family, with the kinky sex that you're having, then it's going to amplify the pleasure. If you're more present with it, then you're going to feel everything so much more beautifully and intensely. 
but we live in a world that's so distracted and it's all about let's, let's do this really fast and it's all like super stimulating. But when you can come into the stillness of presence, oh, there's so much magic in that space that many people don't even understand because, again, we live in this very fast-paced, hyper-stimulated world. And, and breathwork takes it that layer deeper by bringing you into deep presence within your body much quicker. And mm. like on a neurological level, breathwork is really powerful because it actually quietens the part of your brain, your, your cortical brain, that functions as social control. And so for a person to have an orgasm, we, we need to quiet and inhibit that part of our brain. There's this part of us that has all these stories around, you know, sex is sinful or, you know, this is too kinky or this is wrong or this is bad or, you know, I have all these insecurities around my pussy or the size of my cock or, you know, all the performance anxiety, all the things. We need to quieten that part of our brain and activate the more primal limbic parts of our brain that are in charge of our sexuality, of feeling sensation, of being in the emotion of sex. And so breathwork is just another really powerful tool to support you in coming into your body, getting out of your head and into what's actually alive inside your system so you can feel and be in your orgasmic nature. And so I think everybody should be meditating and doing breathwork because you have better <laughs> orgasms and who doesn't want better orgasms? Yeah. Yeah. And from everything I've been able, and you, and you can tell me I'm full of shit or you can back me up, but like from everything I've been able to glean about meditation and breath work, it, it's, it, you could, you could tell the difference almost immediately once you start these processes, right? Like that's just what I've, what I've heard. So like who would, who, who wouldn't want that? Like you said. Mm -hmm. And I feel particularly with meditation a lot of people can get really deterred because they're like, oh, I'm, I'm sitting down and meditating, but like my thoughts are just all over the place and I can't get it quiet. And I'm like, mm. that's actually not the point. The point mm. isn't to quiet in your mind. The point is actually just to become aware of those thoughts, to become aware of the sensations in your body. And through that awareness, everything starts to slow down and everything starts to quieten and you become so much more here connected to your five senses right connected to what you're seeing in front of you hearing around you feeling and touching and smelling and tasting and when you're present with your five senses that's where your pleasure can really come to life because that's how we experience pleasure is through our senses right and so don't be deterred you know if meditation feels difficult for you like yes we can definitely notice really fast benefits from practices like meditation and breath work but for people that feel like oh this is work or this is really hard then trust in the process baby because i promise you that through practice oh it'll be so fucking worth it for you <laughs> yeah well it sounds like you're talking more about transcendental meditation ask than you are like traditional meditation which i have learned as much as i can learn about transcendental meditation without paying someone yet but uh please don't come arrest me and it just sounds like a better way to do things where you do sort of just you don't try to quiet the brain like you say you just let it be noisy and eventually like you do sink to the bottom of the ocean and it is quiet even though on the surface you know, there's a bunch of shit going on. Like that makes so much more sense than, you know, the way that people think of meditation. So I love that. Um, I want to ask you is, do you have like a time of day where you, um, and you could jump in on that point too, if you want to, if you want to, but also do you have like I a do, time I do want to jump you, in just because you, you no, mentioned something about, um, well, you said transcendental meditation and mm -hmm. I, I want to add something to that just because we, particularly in this realm of meditation and breath work, there can be this real hyper-focus on literally transcending the body, right? The energy is very like up and out. And if, if anyone listening to this is into like Kundalini, like yoga practices like that, there can be this very transcendentalist approach 
And I think that's beautiful. Like it's, it's amazing to be places like out of this world, out of body mm. in the fucking cosmos. But I think it's also just as important to learn how to descend rather than transcend into mm-hmm. the body and actually feel what's here in this physical 3D reality. Because I believe that there's just as much, if not more magic in the full embrace of this human experience and feeling like what is alive inside of your system and all of the pain and all of the pleasure and everything in between, because that is what makes you alive as a human being. Just wanted to add that piece. Oh no. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm glad you did. Um, do you, what kind of meditation is that? Does it have a specific name? Is it just something you've customized? I mean, I don't know if I would put, put a a name on the kind of meditation, but I've done all sorts of kinds of meditations. But to me, the, the meditation that I, I practice and, and teach is just about becoming aware of your, your inner sensations. And, and this can be called like a sensate focus where you're just learning to become aware of, you know, the subtle warmth or tingling or, you know, the sensations of your breathing, your chest expanding and contracting, your diaphragm moving, um, you know, the, the tingles of, of turn on in your genitals, in your pussy or your cock, or, you know, the, the flutter of butterflies in your stomach or the, the, the lump in your throat, you know, becoming aware and connected to those sensations. And in doing so, like you become less in the, the busy thought of the mind and actually with the body, with the language of the body, with the quote-unquote thoughts of the body, which is through sensation, through feeling, through emotion. And so, yeah, it's in it's in connecting with that that you come into this deeper stillness and feel the aliveness of what's coming through you. So I don't know if I'd want to put a, a name on it. You could say in some ways that it's a, it's a tantric meditation. Um, mm. If you're using those sensations to come into alignment with with spirit with the universe to to elevate into higher states of consciousness which is a big piece of what i do too particularly in practices Mm. like sex magic but ultimately like so long as you're practicing the art of just being aware of what's happening inside your body it's it's as simple as that then that's gonna help yeah, no, again, uh, what a zinger of an answer. Of course, you would, you would have another one lined up. No, I, I love that. And I appreciate that so much because I think it helps to illuminate, um, you know, more of what's being talked about and not how easy it is, but how accessible it can be. Should you choose to do some of these practices? It's not, it's not hard. It's just hard to start, I think whatever. And that's really what, that's the boulder. We're sort of pushing up this hill, um, with you. Um, what I do want to ask, we know now what, what your what today was like for you, that you went to a nice beachside cafe. You were picked up by your partner. This gentleman just came and got you and surprised you. It's the, like the ending of every, uh, rom-com that's ever been made right that's how you started your day he takes you to the beach and you guys have multi-grain bagels or whatever you said and then then he fingers you on the beach and and whatever i mean great that's a great morning right there right so like legitimately how many days a week right what does it look like for lola richie well i mean are is it is it how much sex are you having like are you are you are you descending into levels of pleasure into the body? I mean, this, this is like how realistic, right? Like, give us, give me, a, give the audience a tangible day in the life of of Lola Richie, who's again, you know, in some gorgeous place in the jungle. <laughs> this is my life. This is my life. I've and I've designed it this way, you know. Because I, I want to live a life of pleasure and beauty and joy and ecstasy. And I don't want to live a life where I'm, you know, working a draining nine to five and, you know, having sex that feels like a chore every now and then. No, I want to be having sex every day, if not multiple times a day. And that doesn't mean that it's always super fucking orgasmic, but, you know, majority of the time it is because I'm so 
devoted to the magic of the body. I'm so devoted to the deep feminine. I'm so devoted to the magic and beauty of sex and intimate connection and worshiping my man's cock because like that to me is just where the juiciness of life is. And if I can design and create a life where, you know, that is what I'm experiencing day to day because I'm choosing that to be my experience and I can get wildly compensated to teach other people how to live lives of pleasure themselves as well, then like, fucking yes, that's what I'm here for. That's what I've been put on this earth to do, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do do you, are, is there like a time of day where you're like, you know, you, you take your, your phone out to the, the jungle and like bury it in a box for the night. And like, you just totally unwind away from the digital world because I mean, I know that you run your own business and you're on social and like, you know, I, I, you were live at some point today, I think, um, or yesterday or, or whatever. And so I know that you, you do maintain a good social presence and people can find you and it is important. Right. But like, are, is there a cutoff time for you every night? We're like, okay, the toys are coming out. The partner's here. I'm going to get tied to the ceiling. I mean, what is it? Eight o'clock. Is it five o'clock? I mean, that's a great question. Honestly, so long as my partner is here with me, now he's off building his own fucking empire mm. uh, and, you know, is running a, a, an extremely successful business and that requires a lot of his time. And so, you know, we see each other usually but like three times a week. And in that time that we're together, we generally will not be on our phones. Like, unless there's a really important phone call or you want to take photos of something, even then we don't even take photos of a whole lot because we just want to be fully present with each other. And mm -hmm. so in that time, like, yeah, totally putting it away or anytime I just feel I need to get away from everything. I just need some time to ground myself. I'll leave my phone inside and I'll go out and lay in the sun around my fruit trees and enjoy that, you know, because again, I'm all about being present with life and like I love being in the excitement and the busyness <laughs> and the stimulation of the online world too. Like love it, love mm -hmm. it, love it. And yeah, like, I mean, there's definitely no set time that I go into that space. It's like whatever time of the day, whatever day of the week, doesn't matter. It could be a Wednesday morning and I'm deep in sex magic on my living room floor, or it could be, you know, a Saturday night or a whole day devoted to sex and intimacy and pleasure, you know? So it varies. It's like, whatever is, there's no, there's no <laughs> set menu. Let's put it that way. It's like, what, whatever I feel like today, let's go for that. Yeah, no, I mean, great. Amazing. Yeah. Because I feel like the disconnection piece, you know, it, it does play a role. And so I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to touch on that when we were, when you and I were going back and forth about what this second episode together would, would be about, uh, you sent me this message. I'm just going to read it verbatim because this is a message from Lola that I got. It says, want to talk about sex magic plus anal. And then there's a lightning bolt. Okay. So we've, we've talked, we've talked about sex magic. We're going to continue to talk about sex magic. Let's talk about anal and perhaps a lightning bolt. I mean, why not? <laughs> I love anal sex. I love anal sex so much. It is truly, I, I feel I've had my deepest, craziest, wildest orgasmic experiences through anal sex. Anal orgasms are the best. And I think that everybody should be having anal sex, quite frankly, especially for, for women who are you know, getting lots of shit done if they spend a lot of time in their masculine and they need to really fucking relinquish control and let go of the day. Anal sex is such a beautiful portal to surrender and, and connection to spirit and just feeling like, oh my God, my whole body just melted into a puddle of bliss. And yet it's also so wild and kinky at the same time. And mm. <laughs> what do you love about <laughs> anal sex? I mean, I think for me, the whole thing with sex for me, I've always had a thing around, around power. I always like love to feel 
you know, powerful when it comes to, when it comes to sex and like that, I mean, there, there is no more control, right? There is no more, um, power i think than when you were having anal sex with a woman with your partner whomever and it's like they're really like giving in and letting go you're in that in the driver's seat and it's really kind of like just uh, just like mentally emotionally like this rush right but like physically it's a whole other thing i think like it just feels tighter it just feels like different it just feels like raw i guess so though that's what i would say if you know i was since you're since you're asking me because it just like there's just something there's something so erotic about it i think there is and it's it's so so primal it's so wild it's like it really taps into this deeper part of our sexuality that we don't ordinarily access in our everyday sex right and and I love that there's like such this there's such polarity between the feminine or you know this is very heteronormative right here but the feminine you know being in her full surrender and letting go of control and the masculine mm-hmm. feeling that power and feeling that like I don't want to say like domination but like he's holding the reins and like fuck it's it's so polarizing there's so much juiciness in that space. Mm-hmm. the other thing about anal sex that really fascinates me i'm like why are our bodies wired this way it fascinates me that we have so many nerve endings in our anus and i mean it makes sense like in the sense that of course we need to be able to feel everything that's coming out of us but then because our our nerves are capable of feeling like all sensations it means that because we can, you know, we have that biological capacity to feel what's exiting out of us for obvious reasons. So we know when we're empty or full or whatever, when it's all happening, it also means that we have this huge capacity for pleasure in that part of our body. And it's like, that to me is like ultimate, like biohacking, <laughs> taking what our nervous systems have the capacity for, maybe not actually designed for, you know quite the opposite but like fuck is it pleasurable yeah what a great point i mean like truthfully and i think that's why i wanted to ask you well one because you 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 wanted to talk about sex magic and anal question mark lightning bolt right and but i i did want to get your perspective on it from your perspective from these deep places you are practiced in everything that you preach and so um you know, I think that it's really, really important. And also because I have you, like, can you explain, first of all, again, we're setting some records straight today. Uh, can you set the record straight about there being such a thing as an anal orgasm, right? Because we've talked about throat gasms uh, with other guests. We've talked about anal orgasms a little bit, but but like from you, please explain that this is real also and what differentiates it from uh, a cervical, vaginal, clitoral orgasm. Mm, yeah, well, that really comes down to the nerves that are being stimulated. And so, like, of course, it's possible because our anus is literally innervated with a fuck ton of nerves that are capable of healing. And so our whole body is capable of experiencing pleasure and orgasm. We could hypothetically experience an orgasm in our elbow if we're that in tune with our body and our sensation and our energy. And so this is why like, yeah, we can have full body orgasms and feel the rush of orgasmic pleasure travel through our whole body. But I believe what differentiates an anal orgasm from say a clitoral orgasm or a cervical orgasm, if you want to get really specific, it's really just about like which part of the body is experiencing that intensity of pleasure, right? Which nerves are are experiencing that and, and having that stimulation and, and creating this flush of, of hormones and pleasure through our body, right? And so there, there are different nerves. And so, for example, uh, the clitoris is innervated by the pudendal nerve, whereas the cervix is innervated by the vagus nerve. And so they have kind of slightly different 
because there are different nerves, I'm not too sure about the, the anus and how that's innervated specifically, but because they are different branches of nerves, they experience sensations slightly differently because all the tissues are slightly different and some are more sensitive and some are less sensitive or whatever. They have different functionalities. They're going to experience pleasure or sensation in slightly different ways. And so when you're having anal sex, like you might also be experiencing pleasure in your orgasm. Uh, having, what am I trying to say here? You might be experiencing <laughs> pleasure in your clitoris, right? If you're, if you're a woman or if you're a man in your cock, but because you're having this blended stimulation, you're bringing these sensations into a different part of your body. You're activating different neural networks and therefore your orgasm feels different. It feels more expanded. And in particularly anal sex, because there's such a, a deep element of surrender, of fully letting go, your flavor of orgasm can become that much deeper, so much more deeper because it's you're fully letting go into the pleasure and that's like neurologically necessary or how do I say it? It's just, it's necessary to have an orgasm. You need to be able to surrender into it. And the deeper you can surrender into your sensations and fully feel them, like you need to be so fucking present with what's happening when you have a cock inside your ass. <laughs> so present. And so naturally your orgasms are going to become bigger and deeper and juicier because you're so present with what's there. Anyway, I kind of answered your question and then went on another tangent there. Well, no, we love we love um, tangents on this show, especially from guests who are incredibly smart and really uh, have a handle on anal orgasms like you do. And so you're welcome to go on a tangent anytime. Um, yeah, I think, I, you know, from from the partners that I've had anal sex with, they always tell me that it felt uh, it felt more intense. It felt tighter. It felt stronger. The blended orgasm, you know, like that's that's some insane shit. Like from from what I've been been told, when you can stimulate both, and like when they're stimulating both with their with their mind, and you're stimulating both with, you know, your your body. I think that that blended orgasm should be like the bullseye. I think for for everyone, um, for people who are terrified of anal sex, they've never heard of a blended orgasm. Where would they start, Lola? I would start with getting really comfortable with your own body, first and foremost, explore your anus and your own self-pleasure and, you know, make sure that you've had a good shower and, you know, emptied your bowels and, and clean everything up and get lots and lots and lots of lube. You can't have too much lube with anal sex. The anus is not self-lubricating, unlike a pussy. And so if you're, if you're exploring this as a woman or a person with a pussy, then you want to have, well, anyone, you need to have lots of lube. And just explore with, with your hands or with a small butt plug or a small dildo. If you're using a dildo, you want to make sure that it has something to stop it from going all the way in and getting lost inside of you because your anus will suck it all up and you'll need to go to the ER and you don't want that. And so you definitely want something that has like a base, a sturdy base so it doesn't get lost inside of you. But yeah, play with yourself and notice, I mean, even just notice your feelings that are coming up as you're listening to this conversation right now, let alone when you're actually going into that exploration yourself because your feelings and your thoughts and your emotions around anal sex will tell you a lot about why you're so scared of it and what could be blocking you from experiencing the fullness of pleasure and delicious anal orgasms. So just having that self-inquiry as to like, why are you afraid of it? Is there shame there? Is there a part of you that feels like anal sex is dirty or wrong? I mean, you could even get off on that if you wanted. I love how dirty and kinky anal sex is, but also it's it's not wrong and it's not sinful and it's actually really beautiful and so pleasurable and you're so worthy and deserving of pleasure. It's what we're we're wired for. And so yeah, I'd be having some curious exploration around what's 
what's really holding you back and then start to have an exploration with it with yourself before you invite a partner to go into those depths with you. Yeah. I feel like you're, I'm going to come up with some sort of like sex party awards and you're going to win the mic drop award. Cause like every answer you give is just like this boom, kind of a, kind of a thing, which is amazing. Um, people, people will remember last time you were here. Um, you told this wild, great, informative yet incredibly horny story about the first time you squirted um we don't want to retread old territory but as, as long as we're <laughs> laying you know rumors to rest and and then this is one that we get all the time on the show right um people write letters in that's not true that's i've never gotten a letter but i do get a lot of messages uh and dms and things about squirting isn't real and da da da, da. and you are someone who has openly talked about it on the show how powerful it is um, how great it feels and that it is true. So like, can we briefly set the record straight from Lola Richie on, on squirting and how this happens and all this stuff? Yeah, of course. I mean, squirting is one of those things that I didn't even know what it was or if it was real. It was like this real elusive mystery to me and I didn't understand it. I didn't know if my body was capable of experiencing that until I went on the path of exploring my pleasure in a deeper conscious way and exploring, yeah, the different sensations and what, what feels good inside my body and playing with different toys and different parts of my anatomy, specifically the G-spot, right? The G-spot is really the home of squirting. And so every woman, every woman has the physiological capacity and ability to squirt. Uh, what often blocks a woman from experiencing that is A, the belief that it's not real, <laughs> the belief that I can't experience that, uh, a lack of education or awareness around her body and what actually feels good, where like the different parts of her anatomy exist, and a an inability or an unwillingness to or, or block around fully letting go. It's similar to, to anal sex, but different because to squirt, you have to physically let go. You have to open the gates and surrender to all of this fluid that is going to flush out of you. And so a lot of women can, can feel, start to feel these sensations build up inside their body. It kind of feels like you're about to pee but women don't want to wet themselves often. And so they, they hold that sensation back and then they actually block themselves from letting go and squirting. And so squirt is, is different to urine. It's not the same. Scientists know this. We have the evidence and there, there are many different things I could go into that. Like it's, it's much clearer. It's not yellow. It doesn't smell like urine and it actually contains different uh, chemicals inside of it. Like it's, it's literally a different makeup than urine and it can sometimes contain a uh, female ejaculate as well. So it's kind of similar to like a man's prosthetic fluids, except like a woman's ejaculate. And so we can see that it's actually different. And so when you can let go of that fear of wetting yourself, if you're feeling those sensations, if you're getting into the right spots to activate those sensations, you can open into really beautiful surrendered experiences and it's often uh well it is separate to orgasm like it's a different physiological function and so sometimes we can experience squirting and orgasm at the same time and that's beautiful but often women actually experience them separately and so that's something to be aware of too, but every woman is capable of experiencing it. And it's really just about coming into deeper connection with, with your body and a curiosity without trying to get too caught up on the goal or the expectation of, I need to squirt. Like I need to make this happen. I really want to make this happen. Like take it off the pedestal of pleasure and just get curious. And if it happens, amazing, like celebrate that, enjoy it, but also don't get so hyper-focused on trying to squirt that it actually takes you away from the pleasure of, of being in your body as well. 
I mean, you guys heard it from from the the mouth of the expert. There there there's the the definitive <laughs> verdict on squirting from Lola Ritchie. Um, thank you for that too, because I think that's that again, like you have a way of of saying things um, from a place that's like incredibly knowledgeable. And so I, I really do appreciate that a lot. And they do too, obviously um, at the end here, final question. Okay. We've kind of been circling it this entire time. Um, we've talked about sex magic. We've talked about anal uh, at the end. If there is somebody who wants everything that you are talking about, they want, they want the sex magic, right? They're, you know, they're shameful, they're sheltered, they're fearful, they're stressed, they're whatever. Um, and I know, again, like we've, we've brushed up against it, but could you could get, give them at the end here some sort of like, uh, <laughs> some sort of hope? No, well, you could do that too, but um, some sort of just like first baby step into sex magic for them that they can take. Mm, mm. The first step would be to create a really beautiful space inside your home, whether that's your bedroom or a separate space where you can feel super safe, like create something super safe and sexy, like prepare your, your home as if you were about to like invite like the, the hottest lover of your life over, you know, light some candles, have the flowers out or just, just create a mood, you know, have the music playing and create and, and start to play with your own self pleasure and start to play with yourself in ways that are outside of your norm. And so often we have, you know, one way that we get off, but if you want to really experience the, the beauty and the magic of your sex, then it's going to require you to train your body to experience sensation in different ways. And so just get curious and play, like explore different um, touches and strokes and sensations and play with your whole body rather than just your pussy or just your cock and notice what feels good and notice what doesn't feel good and just really allow yourself the permission to be with whatever you're feeling, whether that's numbness or pain or pleasure allowing yourself to fully be with that, seeing if you can become so intimate with it that you almost kind of become it, like let it move through you. Can you breathe with it? Can you move with it, right? And this is like where sex and, and pleasure becomes a meditation. It becomes the breath work, if you will. And so create, like to answer this question, set yourself a mood in your home and create a self-pleasure practice for yourself where the goal isn't to have an orgasm, but the goal is just to come into presence with whatever you're feeling, exploring your whole body, cover yourself in oils, and just notice what is alive inside of your body. And I promise that whatever's there, if you have the willingness to, to meet it with your full presence and an open heart, then you will come into deeper connection with your turn on and with your aliveness and with your magic. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Lola Richie, thank you so much for being on sex party with me again for a second time. Let's remind these sexy, magical party going fuckers um, where they can work with you, where they can follow you online, where they can give you buckets of money and say, Lola, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come find me on Instagram. That's definitely the best way to connect with me. That's where I hang out the most. My Instagram is at the Lola Richie. I'm sure it'll be in the episode notes for you. And yeah, come play in my world. Come connect. This is my passion. This is my life. This is what I do for a living. And I so want to have you in my world playing with me. Amazing. Well, you're one of the greats. We can't wait to have you back again. Uh, I've got an idea brewing. We'll, we'll figure it out. But thank you so much for being here a second time and for all the value. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a fucking pleasure. I love these juicy conversations. <laughs> me too. Talk soon.
Big thank you to my guest, Lola Richie, for being with me on the show this week. You guys, make sure you go over, follow her, work with her, buy some programs. She's one of the best to do it. You guys will not be sorry. If you are loving guests like Lola, you want to see Lola again because she'll be back. Uh, you're loving sex party. You're still here for all my wackiness. You, you truly want the spinoff that I've been teasing for two years now. Uh, how can you show some love, some desire, some appreciation for, for, for more sex party, right? Well, if you're listening to this on platforms like Apple and Spotify, you could leave a comment. You could leave a review. I appreciate that. I love you for that. But the most important thing you could do is subscribe to the show so you never miss a new episode every single Wednesday. If you're watching on YouTube, do you guys remember that band from the 90s, the Bare Naked Ladies? What was your favorite Bare Naked Ladies song? Um, the one that comes to mind is uh, Brian Wilson for me. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I love you. I see you. I appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, again, you can comment on this video, every video. You can like this video, like every video. That, that's super great, super nice, super appreciated. But if you really want the true value potential of the show make sure you subscribe that way you never miss an episode every single wednesday like i said uh, i'm always available in the dms on instagram soon to be tiktok we're getting there we're getting there uh, and i will see you all right back here next week thanks for listening the party continues next week click subscribe and let's make this a regular thing Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at SexPartyFM. Follow Dustin at Dustin Ribka.